everybody out there in podcast land. Thank you for coming to a new episode. If it sounds a little funny, we're actually coming to you from the barber shop today with my barber. I, you know what? I'm going to confess. One of my one of my few barbers, but one of my main ones, uh, my boy Chris here. How you doing, Chris? Good. I'm super happy to um, be here with you and um, have a good conversation. Thank you, man. So tell me, what's the name of your shop? You don't want me asking. Yeah, so the so name people. of my barbershop is Clean Cut Barbershop in Rogers. Nice. And guys, I've been coming here since probably I moved in 2014. I was recommended by a friend, and let me tell you, he's one of my he's one of my top barbers for the area, for sure. So, Chris, you know, I know we talk a lot when you come into the shop. Tell people out there listening, how'd you get into cutting hair? Like, what, what was your first adventure going into cutting hair? So, the first time I started falling in love with the... Um, barbering or cutting hair was when I used to live in Puerto Rico one of my neighbors um, little kid was playing with me I was probably like nine years old and we were playing in the neighborhood and one of the kids from the neighborhood stopped by with his clippers and he asked the guys if they wanted to get a haircut a free haircut so I told him no I'm good but the kids I was playing with decided to take him upon it so they they took the free haircut and I just started watching that kid do the haircut and I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. This is pretty interesting. So then um, that, that was the first time that I started thinking about um, doing Cutting that hair. as a profession. Yeah. Yeah. So was it, so how old were you when you saw it? Like when was your first time cutting hair? How old were you? My first haircut, I would have to say I was 12 years old. You were cutting hair at 12? That was my first, my first haircut. It wasn't pretty, but... But you yeah. did it, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I couldn't imagine having somebody come out here and they're 12 years old, man. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, I mean you, I'm pretty sure you remember it, right? Yes. So, tell, like, what was... Was it the good? You said it wasn't that good, but, I mean, for you, was it... What do you remember from it? Till this day, it's still a horrendous haircut. So, um, I remember my thinking back then was my... The little kid had said... I was probably, like, like I said, 10, 11, and the kid was... Seven, six, maybe. <laughs> you, you messed know? him up going back yeah, to school. <laughs> I messed him up big time. So he wanted a number one on the size. So I started doing the number one, but I noticed that it wasn't coming like the way I would see my barber doing my haircut. So my thinking at that age was, well, if I shake the size, I won't have to blend in. Because yeah. it would just automatically blend in. This is me reasoning at that young age. And of course, um, did not happen, so he ended up with the perfect bowl cut, to say oh the least. Oh my god! Did you guys get in the fight? Did he fight you? No, he um, he um, I can't remember if he. Well, he probably said he liked it, but I mean, he never came back. So do you still do you still talk to him? No, no. this is yeah, this is I'm 41 yeah. years old now, so this been it's been a long time. I'm telling you, dude. Like, I I couldn't remember what I was doing at 12 years old. I think. Maybe I was playing outside, playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You're over here already starting to work on your career, man. It's yes. crazy. So after your first haircut, you know, um, you said you, where did you move from Puerto Rico? Did you move straight here or did you go somewhere else before here? Yeah, so the way I worked out, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey. But then at the age of three years old, I moved back to Puerto Rico. So I was raised in Puerto Rico. And then I lived in Puerto Rico from the age of three to the age mm. of 15. And mm. then the way we made it to Arkansas was because my mom used to work at Walmart in Puerto Rico and they oh. transferred her okay. to Arkansas. And that's how we, uh, we made it here to Northwest Arkansas in 1997. 
Nice. So you've seen a lot of change there, man. Correct. And it was here straight to Rogers or? Correct. Yeah, oh, um, straight to, well, we're going to be technical to Bentonville. Oh, Water side apartments in Bentonville. So ben technicalities, Bentonville. Mm -hmm. But now you live aquí. No, we're still North Arkansas in Center. Yes, Centered? so I'm in Centerton, but my nice. barbershop is in located Rogers. in Rogers. And it's on Walnut Street. We'll get into into that a little bit later. But um, but you're telling me. And then you are currently married. You have one son, right? You and your wife. We're going to give a shout out to your wifey. <laughs> I know <laughs> yes, she told me she was going to listen to this. Yeah, so. yeah. So my wife, um, her name is Cassie Biruet. Um, we got married 19 years ago. Nice, uh, we'll man. be um, 20 years this October 18. Hey, let's give it up out there. 20 years, then. <laughs> hey, I'm coming up on 10 years next hey, year. So, hey, congratulations. Hey, dude, it goes by quick, man. Yes. For sure. Yes. And then your son as well, too. Oh, yeah, so my son, he's 16 years old. His name nice. is Adrian. And, nice. um, yeah, we homeschool him. That's, that's awesome, dude. I know. We talk about it all the time, dude. Homeschooling is completely different than what it was back in the day. Oh, yes. Him talking about it to me, I'm like, man, if my wife ever wants to homeschool, I'm like, I'm down for it. Because, like, <laughs> all the stuff that's going on now compared to in the past, you know, it's definitely changed a lot. Uh, did you catch the game yesterday at all? Yes, yes. Um, who, wait, before we go into details, who was your team before? Who were you thinking you were going to win? Um, who I was thinking was yeah. gonna win, uh, Philadelphia. Phil, hey, that's a hey, Philly. That's yeah, what I was thinking yeah, too, yeah, man. Yeah. I signed up my bandwagon application. <laughs> they got accepted for Philly. Me too. Me yeah. Too. <laughs> well, who is your team usually? Uh, the Vikings. Oh, thank the Vikings. God. <laughs> thank God it's not the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's the Rams, and the other one of them, uh, the Rams didn't even make it. Mm -hmm. So, what did you think yesterday about halftime? What do you think about the performance? Honest opinion. Um, I liked everything. To be honest with you, yeah. I know that a lot of people, um, you know. Had their opinions, different opinions, and criticize it. But to me, my personal Good opinion, I liked it. I, yeah. I was happy with the game. I was happy with the performance. Um, it was a good show. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I know when I was watching the game. I was watching the game and doing some others. We just got a puppy. Oh, okay. okay. We just got the kids the first puppy, man. And uh, her name is Canela Pirulais Hernandez. Peter okay. Lice, like, okay. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? <laughs> then we named it, and I wanted to buy a. I wanted to get a boy so bad because I wanted his name to be Peter Lice. But okay. since we got a girl, I'm like we're still gonna make yeah. it your middle name. <laughs> no, we bought them a, a cockapoo, it's a cocker spaniel poodle okay. mix. Okay. I can't, we're here in Lowell, right here in Lowell. Like, okay. There's a breeder here. I came across on Facebook. Dude, the boys, man, they love them. They, they love the little girl. They have two days already at home and. It's going good so far, man. Yeah, we have a Yorkie, um, and he weighs probably like three pounds. And Small. Stuff, and yeah, and my son, he loves him. So that's the only dog you have. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one we have. Yes. Yeah. See, dude, one is good. Is that was that your is like the is that the dog you wanted growing up? What kind of dog did you want growing up? Because I know everybody um, has one. Honestly, um, I'm gonna have a confession for you. I don't. Oh, I know you've been my customer for a long time, but I don't think I ever shared this with you. I don't. I used to like dogs when I was smaller, but however, I've been attacked by dogs before yeah. more than once. So I did not want any yeah. dogs. But um, when I got married and we had my son Adrian, um, growing up, of course, they always want a little dog or yeah. whatever. So I compromised and I said, well, we could get a dog, but it has to be a dog that doesn't shed, yeah. and it has to be a small dog, a dog that stays small. So. Um, the wife um, started looking, and we came up with the Yorkies. And yeah, I like that. They're so, nice dogs. Yeah, yeah my nice. wife. That's what my wife wanted too. And then we started looking. So my spirit dog. I, I don't know if I've shared this with you. It's a it's a corgi. That's like my dog. Like mm -hmm. if I see them, I start tearing up. Oh, they're okay, they're okay. cute, man. Yeah, they're cute. And I found one. Somebody shared a post of me on Facebook, and I found one. 
and they were selling them for two hundred dollars. Okay. I was like, that's cheap for a mm -hmm. corgi. So if you know the prices at Petland, they're like five, six, seven thousand oh. dollars. You know, okay. you have to take out a loan yeah. for those yeah. things. Like I'm not taking out a loan. <laughs> no. But then I was like, oh cool. Like I live in Rogers. Where do you guys live at? Come to find out, they live like near Texarkana. That's like four hours away. Wow. And then I told my wife, she's like, I don't know about that. That's eight hour drive. And if you take the kids, that's even longer for the kids. Mm -hmm. And we came across that breed. And, you know, like I said, growing up, you always want that dog, right? Yes. We've been through a couple of dogs that didn't work out. This one's looking good. She's quiet and yeah. chill. We've had boys before. This is our first time having a girl dog. So they're, they're, they're loving it. She looks like a little piece of fried chicken. Uh <laughs> like, it's, it's like it's golden brown with like little curly hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. a little piece of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dave. But. I know you too. I, I want you to kind of see if you want to share this, your, your trip you took recently in October. Oh, yes. Dude, I'm telling you, you guys, once he tells you about this, he, well, if you could see the pictures, you'd be like, man, <laughs> like you'd be amazed at it. But so, where, where'd you go again? So the, the thing is that every year, my thinking is to always take a, a trip on our wedding anniversary. But I always like to include my son. So like that, we could always have that experience. We could always have those memories, you know, because then when we're no longer here in this earth, all we got is those memories. Mm -hmm. So I always strive for every October to um, take the family on our wedding anniversary on a trip. And two years ago, before the pandemic, I was going to surprise the wife with a trip to South Africa, Cape Town. Oh, nice. And um, when I was getting ready to purchase the ticket, I remember like it was yesterday, it was on a Monday, I was here at the barbershop cleaning the barbershop, and I said, as soon as I get home, I'm gonna buy the plane tickets, I just gotta make sure my wife ain't, ain't around. But then, on my way to the house, I get a phone call, and one of my friends that also calls hair lets me know that they shut down the barbershops because of the pandemic. Oh. So, long story short, that postponed the trip, mm -hmm. and then I kept saving because I still wanted to do it. I didn't know it was gonna be saving for two years, but <laughs> I, no, ended nobody knew, for, <laughs> I ended up saving for a long time. Long story short, I, um, this October 18, we were able to, I was able to take my wife and my, and my son to the Maldives. So we were there for, for a week to celebrate our 19 years wedding anniversary. And it was, a, it was a beautiful experience and it's something that I know for a fact I will never regret, but what made it more special was seeing the reaction of my son and, mm -hmm. and seeing the reaction of my wife and and knowing not that I do not know this but just seeing the appreciation of it made the trip even even better for for me as a as a husband and as a father yeah and know uh, we talk about this too I know we've talked about it before you know the things you do as a business owner being disciplined saving providing for your family making sure they get those experiences man because you know i don't know for you but you know we for me anyway grow taking trips you know we would take trips every now and then we wouldn't take them so often you know um and i feel like a lot of people are like this too you know your parents worry they do what they can mm -hmm. provide but it was always you know you always had those friends oh where did you go this summer oh, i went here i went here what did you do Correct. and i just i hung out with my grandparents man i made memories there hanging out with my grandparents and it was good for me Correct. but you know you always see other people succeeding you want to succeed you want to provide the same thing yes. and I know for me it's very similar especially we have I guess you can call it very similar careers in terms of how you get paid you, you get paid based off your people your clients you come in I get paid same thing you gotta get your name out there you get really got to grind your motivation you know for you what, what is your main what's your main motivation that's driving you every day to come in and keep doing what you're doing 
My number one motivation is that, and I mean, it might sound corny, I don't know, but speaking from my heart, my main motivation is that I actually love what mm -hmm. I do for a living. I love cutting hair. I love everything that has to do with barbering. I love the clippers. I love the scissors, the razor. That alone right there, I wake up every every morning on a Tuesday looking forward to come to work. To yes, see. I get tired. Yes, my back hurts. And yeah. sometimes I want to go home, but I'm motivated daily because I love what I do. Another thing that motivates me is to set up an example for, for my mm -hmm. son of yes. discipline, of dedication. And also as a husband, uh, what motivates me is that I want to be a a good provider mm -hmm. um, in that fact and as a son it motivates me because I like um, showing that all the work and the hard work that my mom put behind it mm -hmm. um, paid off so I got those are all my motivations uh, as a business owner to set up the example for my other barbers as a husband, as a, as a son and as a father those are mm -hmm. all my motivations to continue and to stay disciplined. It's, I mean, even for me, like you, when you meet people, you can really tell the ones that are driven by what they do and the love. And like for me, like you said, your mom made sacrifices. She did what she had to do to make sure she put you in the position and you just took what that is and you made it one step further. Yeah, I Same. would like to add, I would like to add on that now that you said um, parents making sacrifices and things like that. I remember when I started barber school, my mom had literally had just lost her job mm -hmm. um, working. So it wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't easy. It was hard. On top of that, um, we lived in Sanderton and I had to drive daily to Fort Smith. Um, oh. So you're, you come from a single home, mm -hmm. your mom um, no longer working, mm -hmm. and now you gotta drive from Sanderton to Fort Smith daily. Um, to make that sacrifice. So what that what I was able to learn was that When you have goals, there's gonna be challenges But what's gonna determine how bad you want that goal is how you overcome those challenges for sure and I think it's a lot, you know similar with me as well, too it's like you know for me my grandparents came from Mexico a, a while back and you know they came for a reason my grandpa um, came with a company, moved, moved to Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn to down here to Fort Smith area. That's where I grew up. And you know, for me, it was, I mean, especially in this role right now, it's, what did they do to put them in a position, put everybody else in a position to succeed and trying to take that and make it something and better yourself, your family, your kids. And, you know, uh, 2001, my grandpa passed away. And I remember, I mean, it's not, it wasn't just him, you know, I have a lot of people that support what I do, but mm -hmm. it's just something about my grandpa because I spent so much time with him. Mm -hmm. Summers after school, he was like my second dad. Mm -hmm. Everything. He would always tell me, hey, Julie, como te va? And how's it going to school? You know, if you ever get in a fight, don't fight, just turn around. You know, if they, they see the decent chicken, if they tell you chicken, it's cool, you know, whatever, you know. He'd always give you those consejos, mm -hmm. those, those, that, that advice, yes, you know. Yes. And, um, when I first got into this role, he was always asking me, How's it going with the loans? And I would tell him, I know it's slow, I'm still trying to develop. And one thing led to another, they found some cancer, they did surgery, we thought we got rid of it, it came back. 
Uh, got the best of them. But, you know, it's one of those things I, I did my first closing when he was sick. He was in the hospital, so he didn't really get to... I didn't really get to express to him my first closing because I know it would have meant a lot to him. So I remember going to my first closing um, after he had passed away and my grandma had given me one of his rings. And I, I wore his ring to the closing. And it's just every day, you know, I have in my office, I look at my family's in my office, like those are my motivators, like making sure I make them proud. Right. Knowing that you're making them proud, you know you're making your parents proud too. It's just, it's one of those things that I feel like if, you, if you've been through it, it's just an extra motivation to keep going, right? right. Mas, your kids. He said your kid, your son, his face when you went on vacation, right? Yes, yes. We, have, we even have the video. We recorded the whole reaction. And, and like you said, it's, yes, going to the Maldives is, is beautiful, it's pretty. But, and taking all these other trips are, are amazing. But at least as a dad, what I'm able to take is... It's just the reaction, the mm -hmm. memories, the, the pictures. The wow. Yes, the yeah. wow, the, the teaching them that if you want it bad enough, you could mm -hmm. accomplish it. Yes, you have to be disciplined. Yes, you have to work hard. Yes, they will, you will have ups and downs, mm -hmm. but you just keep going. I mean, more, I think more than anything, you know, probably when you found out about COVID, you probably didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm what was going to happen, right? Because you're the only provider for your family right now, currently. Correct. Your wife holds it down at home. Correct. Same thing with my wife, you know. It's like, for me, COVID hit. I lost my job. Man, I didn't know what to say with my wife. <laughs> I was scared because I've never been in that position before. Yes. And then COVID hit, and we just had our second kid. And I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for having such a strong person next to me, mm -hmm. dude, I don't know. I, I, I was freaking out. And she was like, hey, we'll figure <laughs> this out together. Like, we'll find out what to do. And that's whenever... We came together, we, we bought a cricket, those cricket uh -huh. machines. Yes. We put a Facebook post up, made an Instagram, and we were making like t-shirts, we were making all this, and then I was driving Bite Squad. Like, we were taking the kids together, delivering food. Like, we were doing everything we could to make it through that time because it was, you didn't know what was going on. Everything was shutting down. I got laid off, and it was just one thing after another. And, you know, thankfully, things work out for a reason because, I mean, the position that I'm in right now, I love what I do. Correct. Helping people buy their home complete their dream, get them out of this generational rut of renting, 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 and like just giving somebody else money instead of mm -hmm. investing, building something for your family, you know? And it's just, for me as well too, is like educating your kids when they get older. Like for me, we barely really talked about finances. Mm -hmm. um, so when I got out of school, it's like, dude, my credit was bad. Like, it was so bad. I used so many credit cards and this and this. And again, I told you my spouse, my wife, I mean, she's the one who like, we, she, we got seriously straightened it out. And we we're like, all right, here's our game plan. We're really going to do this. We really feel each other. We're going to get married. Let's look at a house. I don't want to rent long. Mm -hmm. We rented for a year. We worked on my credit. She had good credit. She had, she had, a, she had it under control, man. Yeah. I, I just feel like maybe it's just a guy thing. Maybe, I don't know. Like, every guy I've talked to is like, yeah, man, I've been through the same thing. <laughs> and, you know, I think, like I said, a lot of credit goes out to our wives, too, because they're at home with the kids. They're taking care of them. That's a job in itself that's hard. Correct. You know, you have one. I have three. But imagine yes. three little kids, four and under, man, going Correct. crazy that's, in the house fighting. That's tough. And yeah. uh, it's interesting you share that because I felt the same way. I remember going back to when my friend called me and told me that the barbershops mm -hmm. were closed. 
like I said, I remember like it was yesterday. I made it home. I told the wife that, you know, we couldn't open the barbershop in Arkansas, that they were closed. Mm. And I sat on the couch and I did not move from that couch. I got home like around 3 p.m. Yeah. Monday. And honestly, I stayed up the whole night. So when my wife woke up the next day at 7 a.m., I was still on the couch. I was just thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to yeah. survive? How am I going to take care of the family? But I like what you brought up that, you know, your wife was the one, you know, that said everything is going to be okay and everything mm-hmm. is going to work out. So, yes, that's why we want to give, you know, shout outs to our wife because mm-hmm. they, um, they support us, especially when you um, self-employ, you know, they're, they're there to, to support and trust, mm-hmm. you know, that everything will be, will be yeah. fine. So it's... When you have a quality woman, wife at your house, you you do the best to make sure that that, that you provide provide for them, you know? Yeah, like I said, I feel that 100% this is like, yeah, you just want to make them happy. But not only that, like you said, the trips, the kids. Wow, I took my kids to go see the monster trucks uh, oh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Dude, they love it. Dude, they were just like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. I hooked them up with the cup yeah. and everything. And it's just like these trips that we are able to go on um, throughout, you know, the last couple of years. It's like, it's really good. I feel like, like I said, memories is all you have. Pictures. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember that. And I think they're really going to cherish that. They're going to appreciate that as well. And hopefully make that the motivator for them to, to give that to the next, you know, the next generation. Right. And so forth and so on. So, man, you know, I know we're, uh, you know, you got to get back to cleaning the shop and everything here pretty soon. But... Let's uh let's talk one last thing as far as this year goes. What is your what are your kind of your personal goals for this year you set for yourself? It doesn't have to be business, it could be personal. But do you have anything goal wise that you wanna to try to achieve this year for yourself? So ever since I've been a young man, I always have set up goals and try to accomplish them. First it was going to barber school. The challenge was driving from Fort, from Centerton to Fort Smith daily. Um, I was able to accomplish that. Then it was to be able to work and learn. So I was able to do that and work at a place for six years. So, I, and yearly I always set up a goal to be able to, you know, go and take the family out and, and achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. The goal that I'm working on right now, um, I'm not gonna be able to accomplish it this year. Mm. But I'm trying to accomplish it before the next World Cup, and it will be to be debt-free. Um, I'm mm-hmm. working on paying off my house as we speak, yes. and trying to become debt-free um, before the next World Cup. So that's my my goal at the moment. Um, and the reason I'm trying to achieve that goal is because that will help me to open up more doors, to spend more time with my family with my son be a be a father be a husband and and be a son so by not being a slave to working per se even though mm-hmm. i love what i do yeah i want to put myself in a position where i don't have to do it and at the moment um since we all have debt you know houses and work. things to pay we yeah. we have to work and my goal is to eliminate that have to and keep doing it out of the love that, that I have mm-hmm. for barbering. And I know you mentioned too, you know, getting your, your chairs filled too in your shop. Right. You know, as we're talking right now, he has, you have two chairs that are ready to be filled right now. Uh, one chair, right? One chair? Okay. 
once you're ready. And then, you know, one thing I've noticed with Chris Talk is I've been coming here for, uh, for a while. He does a really good job motivating, training, inspiring artists, or not, I say artists, I mean, pretty much all artists, but barbers to start their own businesses. I know a few people that work with you have started their own businesses as well, too. So, I mean, I guess for young barbers out there that are trying to get into it, what advice do you have for them getting into it? Number one, discipline. Number one, discipline. You have to love what you do. If you love what you do, um, you will never work a day in your life. So if you love cutting hair or, or whatever business you're in, but of course in the barbering world, um, you're going to do good. You're going to be successful. Another thing is, um, other than discipline, um, be professional. Um, treat people um, with love, with kindness. Uh, we know that everybody's dealing with different things and mm -hmm. they come to the barbershop. Some customers want to talk, other customers just want to relax and enjoy getting a haircut. So just studying people and um, all that, all those things, but you're doing all those things, people are going to start looking for you and they're going to mm -hmm. want to be part of, of seeing you grow. Mm -hmm. So if you keep doing that with each person, you're gonna, it's going to come to a point where you'll be able to own your own business and, and be yes. successful at it. Not so much because of the haircut, but because the other things that you bring to the, to the mm -hmm. table. You know, there's a lot of great barbers in this area. There's a lot of good barbers in other places. But what can you do that is going to be different than the other person? Mm -hmm. In my case, um, I think uh, what has helped me a lot is that I try to treat my customers like a family member. Mm -hmm. If they're older than me, like an uncle, like a dad, like a grandpa. If they're younger than me, I try to treat them like a little brother, or a little cousin. Mm -hmm. And every time I think I could help by giving some type of guidance, um, I do it. But I do it not in a way to try to prove wisdom, but to try to let them know that I'm speaking from my heart. And that's genuine. That's, People yeah, will know. And that's, that's what I've been doing. Uh, and that's why I feel that I've been able to do this for 23 years plus. That's why I feel I've been able to be in my own business for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Not because um, I might think that I'm the best. I know I'm not the best. But um, because I actually care mm -hmm. for the people that come in, yeah. in here. You know, he mentioned the type of customer he has. He did mention one, which is like me. One that sleeps when they're in your appointment. <laughs> and this guy's like having to like, hey, hey, sit up a little bit more. I don't know why, but I just end up falling. It's relaxing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But man, you know, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk, let everybody listen about your story. Um, like I said he's with Clean Cuts here in Rogers, Arkansas, off of Walnut here. Um, and everybody, are you just on Booksy or are you on something else as well too? So, appointments? Uh, yeah, the appointments, you could um, send a text message or call 479-544-4348. And also you could find us on Booksy, um, Clean Cuts Barbershop. I recommend Booksy. I don't even text this guy no more. <laughs> I just go to Booksy and just a, an appointment. If you want somebody that's going to be available, he makes time. I mean, this guy, like I said, he comes in, what, 7 in the morning sometimes? Yes, I'm, I start at 8 o'clock, but I'm here mm -hmm. at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, like I said, discipline. You wake up at 7, you cut, you, you grow your business, you, 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 know, you prosper, and you go from there. But like I said, man, Chris, you know, appreciate you, man. Again, thank you for everybody out there listening. 
Um, as always, like, follow, share the channel. And this is your friendly neighborhood lender in Norvars, Arkansas, Julian Hernandez, uh, signing out, man. See you guys. Thank you.